Happy New Year and welcome to the 36th episode of the Undermind podcast. Our guests today are Antiga. Hey Antiga, long time no see. Hello folks. And Johan de Jong, uh, aka Banana Brain. Hi and welcome back as well. Hi, good to be back. And the first topic, as usual, uh, what you've been up to, and I think this will be a little bit longer since uh, I've been on vacation, there uh, there has been holidays, and all, all of that, and we have much to discuss. So, uh, would you care to start, Johan, uh, what you've been doing uh, during the, well, last one month, I think, at least? Well, uh, at least uh, enjoying the holidays and uh, the hangover after new year but uh, during that time i also got some uh, work done on my bot or well i should say two bots because well in in some sense it's one um, but it can play two races now so i actually worked on both of them uh first uh, you know, of course now banana brain the Protoss bot, and it finally got a feature that I was planning for a long time, and that is, it can finally do a shuttle reverb micro. Uh, yes, it's quite common in Protoss land, but uh, finally I got to add the skill to Banana Brain. And Krona, well, you could almost ask what did not change, because I uh, changed out a lot of the openings of strategies, I changed the uh, economy of uh, of Krona, uh, and I hope it will get a better rank on uh, on Basil. But I can't upload it right now because I have to wait until the end of the SSC AI tournament. But uh, at that moment, I will uh, show everybody how it will how it plays after this. And uh, how hard was it to implement the Shuttle River Micro? Uh, actually, it was surprisingly easy. I would have expected uh, it to be uh, more difficult. I think it uh, <laughs> took only one day. But maybe this is also because of, uh, yes, yeah, so well, Banana Brain slash Krona already has a lot of infrastructure necessary to build these kind of things. It already supports shuttles. Uh, it already can give uh, can keep track of what a shuttle is doing, and I only had to add some logic to uh, follow uh, to associate with a reaver, uh, follow the reaver and uh, pick it up at the right moment. Um, and yeah, well, it was surprisingly easy. Yeah, and I remember uh, when we were doing the coding stream that you had a lot of components written out in your bot, it, and it is quite. Uh, uh, readily extensible if that's a proper sentence and and uh, adding new feature is is a little bit easier because you have solved uh, many common problems and structured it uh, in a well extensible way yeah that's right also i noticed that well sometimes i expect something to be easy and it turns out to be hard because uh, the combat simulation of uh, banana brain is uh, still at a very uh, basic level and by basic level i mean it it just compares supply accounts and it does not really do any real combat simulation so i thought i would uh, plug in uh, fast approximation 
and well, I managed to do that because because but after that, the win rate of my bot plummeted, and it uh, actually got zero uh, percent wins against Locutus. So yeah, well, I'm still uh, looking into that why it does not work because I well when I look at the games I cannot directly see what what is the problem. But still, your bot is is on fifth place right now on the ladder. It's uh, I'm looking at the SSCITournament.com ratings and it's 82% win rate, quite well. Uh, oh, by the way, this um, uh, Shutter River Micro is this in the version you submitted to the tournament? Uh, no, I did it uh, during the holidays, which is right after the deadline. I simply did not have the time to do it before, and I also did not expect it to be uh, this easy, and I thought it would take more time, and also more time for testing. So I decided not to put it in. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, with that, uh, Antigua, same question to you, uh, what you've been up to. I think you've been a little bit away from the uh, spotlight, so to speak, lately. Or is, is it just my impression? Yeah, I've been busy. So with stuff sort of related. Um, but at any rate, so helped a little bit with Purple Waves prep for the tournament. Um, though Dan didn't really have a lot of time to put in, so um, there wasn't a lot of hours put there. Um, but generally, I've been on a machine learning AI deep dive, just trying to touch different aspects of it and learn more. Um, so I've done some neural image transfer stuff, um, been doing some playing around with AI programmer, um, which is a really interesting piece of software by Corey Becker, um, which um, basically it's an AI writing software, which is a really interesting uh, sort of brain thing. Um, learning a little bit about what on earth ablating and annealing are and other terms like that <laughs> in the machine learning space um, as I try and like get some of those thoughts together of what I do I want to do going forward with StarCraft. So and where that's all going to go with machine learning and AI. So, Is this related to the Neuralink uh, thing that they've been building? like the uh, human AI interface, or did I, uh, uh, human human brain uh, and uh, artificial inter intelligence interface, or uh, did, did I, uh, am I confusing it with something else? You're confusing it with something else. Okay, uh, that's, 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 that's an open AI, um, or it's actually Neuralink, one of Elon Musk's companies. Um, the stuff I've been looking at is more like theory of um, AI and uh, AI is developing their own software, <laughs> ah, okay. which is a little different sort of thing. Um, giving uh, machine learning algorithms direct memory access with a genetic algorithm is very interesting. <laughs> you get some very strange effects on your computer. <laughs> Playing music. Uh, well, playing sounds weirdly, weirdly screen crash, uh, screen um, artifacts, memory corruption, machines crashing, 
So basically everything from an 80s movie when a ghost uh, just haunts your computer. Yeah, maybe minus the neon, but pretty close. Come on, bring back the neon. So yeah, um, other than that, feel free to speak about your uh, personal journey or stuff if you want to. I mean, uh, we are mainly about uh, Broadway AI, but uh, everything that happens to the community and community members is uh, well within these bounds. I think the, there's been an, quite a dependence on the giant, what I call if bots. <laughs> in, Broodwar, and there's only really a few that are doing some real machine learning stuff. Um, and I've been wanting to kind of push some of that forward, especially now that Torchup exists. Um, this tournament that's going to happen here on the end of January for the submission deadline, where you have a machine that has a huge amount of GPU power that's available, and actually the individual processing cores are quite slow. Um, in terms of speed, uh, there, we were doing some math and guesses earlier that the individual core clock speed is going to be like 8% slower than um, SSCAIT and like 34% or something like that slower than Bazel for individual core speed. But you have this amazing GPU resource sitting there um, and you have a ton of cores and almost nobody is thinking in parallel. Parallelization or using more than one core for their bot, and even fewer are looking at um, how to leverage GPUs. So, I'm trying to expand my knowledge in those areas so I can apply them. That's definitely the next step. Uh, I mean, SSCI tournament is is uh, a good good uh, staging ground, but I think uh, we are at the point when uh, there should be a next step, and Torchup is is something in that direction. Uh, because yeah, as you said, uh, we not many bots utilize machine learning to to its full extent. And uh, given the background and beginnings of the SSCI tournament, that is perfectly understandable. But uh, maybe it's uh, time to level up. Yeah, really, you've got, um, of course, the Facebook work crew and the work that they did on Cherry Pie. SATA uses it in a very limited capacity, and there's a couple others, but um, hasn't been explored as much as it should have been, <laughs> as it needs to be. Yeah, indeed, and and I don't think we lack the capability to write such bots. I'm, I mean, I can't speak for uh, the community members, but I'm... Uh, more than uh, uh, how do how do I say this properly? I'm fairly convinced that uh, many members are are quite uh, experts in this field. And I think you know, obviously, the amount of time that it takes to train a bot from scratch is just insane. You know, you're talking millions in computing time and resources and engineering time. But I think there's quite a bit of opportunity in using machine learning approaches or genetic algorithms or whatever to um, optimize the magic number reportions of bots um, as far as they concern like um, combat simulators and placements and terrain and things like this that are a little more um, tunable. Um, and, and most bots have this problem where ultimately the combat systems of many bots 
end up in a giant table of magic numbers that uh, you're just kind of guessing <laughs> for tuning. Uh, but the next topic is while I figure out how to unstuck it without, without annoying the viewer uh, to oblivion. Uh, I, uh, the next topic is the SSCI tournament and it ha it is uh, still ongoing. I mean the actual yearly tournament and not the not the uh, persistent ladder and we are at the round robin stage. Uh, let me take a look at the home and we are at uh, well uh, uh, 1469 games out of uh, 1980 so almost 2000 uh, 75% on the way and uh, we've seen some interesting games I must admit I'm a little bit catching up on uh, on the everything but I don't know what are your uh, thoughts on that and uh, do you see any uh, kind of uh, surprising plays or or uh well uh, yeah anything that you didn't expect um i saw i've seen a bunch of stuff i think to me perhaps the most interesting is that lucutus is going in base forge lots of cannons into mystery tech option <laughs> um a lot um and that's pretty unusual uh, as far as an approach goes uh, but it's very interesting because by just going cannons deny any type of scouting really and so your opponent has to guess and he has a whole string of things that he can do behind that he can go like a normal in-base four gate goon he can go dts he can go proxy triple gate zealot or um Goon or DT or you know he has this whole list of cheese um, that is selectable behind that sort of opening and you know I had kind of thought that we were past the ability of something like that to be as successful as this seems to be but um, it's like playing this sort of build order opening like 90% of the time it's crazy uh, and interesting to watch I'm, I'm sure you've seen some of these too with your bot um, uh, with banana brain what do you think of that, those games well I, I actually did not see uh, uh, the games uh, not a lot of games that is um, but I noticed that let me take a look apparently I played 1-1 one -one against Lucutus which was kind of, kind of what I was expected but uh, yeah, to be honest, I still have to look into the new strategies of Lucutus. I don't know if he actually changed something majorly since the last re release that I tested against. He did. <laughs> so, um, for instance, Purple Wave on Basil versus the last update that Lucutus put up is 7-0. And... Um, versus the one that's up right now let's see here we, um purple wave well it lost one game but um he definitely made it and the strategies that he's doing for behind that one base cannon opener are very different so uh, he did majorly change his planning for the tournament which is very interesting 
yeah, even in uh, uh, human world, uh, we still um, come up with new brood war strategies all the time. And in uh, bot versus bot, bot world, uh, they are just uh, uh, there are thousands of them, and uh, they are not implement. Not all of them are implemented. So we have room to grow here. Unfortunately, there are no cross tables on the SSCI tournament uh, page. Uh, that would be uh, quite useful right now. I've got one on the table. Yeah, microwave did one. Uh, where can we see that? Uh, uh, thank you. I will I will post it into the chat and uh, subsequently the article about this. And yeah, I will take a look in a moment. I think the people that would be most improved. Um, Proxy has some pretty serious improvements. How Pan is doing exceptionally well. Of course, the Lakutas, Purple Wave, Beta Star, Banana Brain, that sort of old Protoss club. I think everybody in that group showed up with something interesting and different. Um, I think that it's pretty telling that Thomas Vaja is out for the first time this year, or at least it seems very likely. And also that Ice Lab, this will be the third year in a row that old Ice Lab um, uh, uh, or sorry, Leadabot uh, didn't qualify, um, you know, which was once a tournament winning bot not too long ago. So it shows sort of a period of progress going forward as bots have improved and become more competitive over time. Ximp and Ice Lab are the two two of the old guard which uh, I think defeating them is kind of a trial by fire because despite they are not being updated for years now uh, I'm, Ice Lab is uh, 2013 and Tom uh, Thomas Vida is, is 2015 uh, last updated there's still quite a look, uh, good benchmark if you want to test your bot yeah they really are uh, they're sort of the Thomas Vaj has sort of been the gatekeeper kind of to the upper tier because dealing with mass carriers is not as easy as it sounds yeah does one thing and does it very well uh, yeah, and uh, I'd like to say that Hopen is, is uh, I like how he advanced uh, steadily through the ladder. I mean, during the last year, I saw him placing higher and higher consistently. So uh, it seems that Hopen is having an iterative approach and it is working. Yeah, lots of little updates. I think that Hopen has excellent matches versus most of the lower bots and doesn't do very good versus that very top tier protosses um, uh, it still struggles with that but it's uh, um, dan said something kind of fun the other day where he said that how pen is a seal clubbing machine which is <laughs> kind of an apt analogy for uh, how pen's effect on the ladder i like that image <laughs> And um, uh, yeah, the other uh, surprise is Beta Star, uh, which we don't know much of. Uh, all I know it is uh, by a team from a Chinese university, and uh, 
As far as I know, there has been no contact with that team so far. I would really love to interview them or uh, just uh, talk to them a bit. There is more information out there available, but I don't know it off the top of my head. I'd have to go dig through my notes on the bots. I I have some. I mean, you can look look it up, but it's uh, seemed uh, last when I viewed it, it seems superficial. Just the names of the authors and the university, and it uses this and that uh, general concept. But my memory could be faulty here. Yeah, it's uh, a Locutus fork prior to his licensing change. So it's a Locutus fork base that's um, at least at this point over two years old. Um, from the current version and has diverged, um, you know, of course, in that time period quite a bit. Uh, though it didn't have an update pre-tournament. A lot so. of, lot of Locutus forks and, and I think um, we might have to think about this forking issue a little bit more in depth. Well, we've been doing that, uh, but uh, yeah, just forking Locutus uh, gets you uh, in the top of the ladder uh, very easily. It's the only one playing that's a fork of Locutus, and it's a two-year-old variant with pretty significant changes. So I think that's a positive move compared to how some of the previous tournaments were kind of attacked by them <laughs> um, prior to the licensing changes. But I'm not—I don't think it's really too serious of a concern going forward. I'm, I'm not saying it's it's a serious concern, but we have to keep it in mind. Uh, yeah, that that was bad when there were uh, very shallow forks, uh, but yeah, we thankfully we are over that now. And I think the quality of games that we are seeing is is uh, it seems to me it's increasing a little bit. A lot of a uh, lot more bots are more stable and producing. Uh, more quality plays. I can't can't put it in uh, any other way. But uh, maybe that's just a subjective uh, thing because I cast games. Yeah, the quality goes slowly better every year. Just sort of a slow prod forward. Um, I I am a little disappointed that we didn't have any real new student submissions this year, which means there weren't universities doing projects in combination. Um, which you know is always something that I've enjoyed seeing over the years, uh, but we didn't really have that uh, this season. Uh, uh, then has some comments that uh, Beta Star and ZNZZ are Locutus forks, uh, and uh, they have a very similar PVZ play. In, uh, that, that is of Locutus, but other than that, uh, it may be the differences are more noticeable. Uh, I, we don't, I don't know if these bots are open source themselves. Uh, I didn't look that up, but in the SSCI tournament, uh, the organizers can verify that, I guess. I mean, not being open source, but uh, they can check the source. All right, so uh, looking back on the table, uh, another thing I like to see is Dragon, uh, because DSCMU ha uh, has been kind of away or not very active in the community uh, for a while, but then submitted a, an awesome bot, and that is good to see. I like uh, 
like uh, good all the boys returning and uh, contributing. He didn't actually update his submission right prior to the tournament. It's still the old one from um, May. Uh, but Dragon has exceptional internal systems and does really well versus some of the upper tier bots, especially if they make mistakes. It's uh, micro and control is exceptional being a cherry pie base. Um, unfortunately, um, on ladder, it has a pretty high crash rate and its performance versus an entire the entire field being a one build wonderbot is kind of rough. Uh, but it does have an exceptional ability, for instance, in the final bracket to kill top bots and get a pretty decent position out of that. Um, as it has winning matchups versus Betastar and Halpan um, and does pretty decent versus Purple Wave sometimes. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. The final runoff bracket of the top 16 will be interesting. Also, what the hell is up with McCrave? Uh, he is literally last place. Oh, he had a last minute bug where he didn't disable a debugger for his combat sim or something, and his bot is literally incapable of attacking in any form and never leaves its space. So it's just a oops on not disabling a debugger and internal tool um, prior to submittal. I think we have a term for this type of uh, bugs prior to tournament submission. Can you think of uh, how is it called? I believe the technical term is pulling a macrave. Yeah, I, I try and be really nice to him, but it does happen. <laughs> With unfortunate regularity, it's just, yeah. It, it sounds like after the tournament, he's going to upload the, of course, the one of the uh, debugger set correctly. And um, it does seem like he's kind of taking a break from Brood War development. He didn't do any prep. Uh, he's involved in some uh, Unreal Engine experimental stuff at the current time. But it's it's like uh, at least the third time that he did this. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to make him feel too bad. <laughs> well, I'm. Um... I don't have uh, such uh, such good intentions anymore. <laughs> Although I'm, I feel bad for him too, because uh, yeah, I would would have loved to see McRae's performance, but we will see it after the tournament. Um, and speaking of the tournament, another sad news uh, that uh, we have to talk about is Nepeta uh, retiring from casting the SSCIT games. I think he's been doing it uh, since the beginning, and uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks uh, Nepeta for all all the years of good work and entertaining casts, and we will miss you dearly. Yeah, it's, it's 
he's done such a good job over the years. It's always like fun hearing his voice, his voice on the stream and doing stuff. Um, it sounds like um, uh, Nitcat has some interest in at least helping with some of the streams. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I'm doing it them every two weeks, but I don't want to step up in this role as I always viewed myself as as uh, supporting the SSCI tournament and not uh, like owning it. Uh, I consider Nepeta a better caster than me and uh, there is no shame in that. And yeah, I hope um, there will be someone who fills his role. And also uh, don't hesitate to apply. Uh, we can uh, have more than two casters even, although that's not up to me. Uh, it is a great opportunity to try yourself out in a casting role. I've been thinking about this a little bit and I think Napata did, did a lot of stuff and uh, maybe uh, the appreciation for that just weren't there. And, and I feel uh, it is hard sometimes to motivate uh, prominent community members. Uh, and uh, maybe it has nothing to do with this, but uh, maybe he just, uh, he felt a little bit that he is not, uh, not getting the, the recognition that he might deserve. Again, these are, these are just speculation and this is my feeling a little bit. It's hard being a volunteer for something that takes a lot of time and um, continues for not just a few weeks or a few days, but years. And that's hard. And you should never fault people from stepping down from a volunteer-based position. That's you know just a big thanks for the stuff that they did do while they were doing it. Absolutely not. I'm. I'm not saying, and and, and I'm saying that, and no one should, bl no one should dare blame him uh, for stepping down. Uh, yeah, based on the compensation package he was receiving, which was basically a big hug. Maybe uh, it is. It is. Uh, we owe, owe him nothing but thanks. So, but, but with that sad note, uh, I hope someone else will emerge and take his place. Maybe Nightcat. Uh, yeah, and then just wrote that uh, 50 casts a, a year for uh, four years. That is, that is at least 400 hours of work. And I don't know Nepeta's uh, recording method. Uh, he seems to ha record everything in one go. I personally can do that. I sometimes re-record some matches because I just garble my words and I record uh, one, one match at a time. And uh, that takes more than an hour, more than the uh, finished product. I think one and a half, uh, between one and a half and two times the the record a finals recordings time so yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot of work and an incredible commitment but he will still be doing the the finals of the tournament i believe is that correct yes yes uh he will be retiring after that and i hope he will return one day Okay, but well, you really taught me uh, not to break my Psystorm because uh, in the earlier phase of Banana Brain, I did that. He was like yelling, Storm, Storm. 
But the, there was no storm because I broke it. So I never dared to <laughs> break the storm, storm in my bolt again after that. Uh, yeah, there was this meme that find a girl who looks at you like Nepeta looks at storms. So, yeah. <laughs> and we have a late joiner yet again, Hannes Bradberg. Hi, Hannes. Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have no excuse this time. No, I really don't. And I'm beeping again. I don't know what's up with my keyboard. I will edit that out in the final version. Uh, and uh, Hannes, uh, since you are just arrived, uh, same same question to you. Uh, what you've been up to in in the past uh, one 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 and a half months? Uh, did you do anything SSCIT related in that time? Well. Yes, I did fix a VW API bug with, uh, like, related to a latency compensation, but nothing aside that. I've been hearing about uh, you writing your own OS. Would you care to speak about that? Well, I don't know. It's just a thing that I do because, well, I don't like what's currently out there because I think they're doing it wrong. So, yeah. How how did you come up with the idea of uh, like uh, getting up in the morning and oh I need a, I I will write my own operating system. I don't know. It's mainly about uh, that. I think that most operating systems are currently made out of the perspective of the user and not programs. And I may be crazy, but I'm trying to make a operating system that pretty much only can run programs very well and doesn't do much else. That is quite uh, quite interesting. So uh, what was that BW API bug that you mentioned? It was related to latency compensation and like when you right click a worker to gather resources it takes three frames uh, or uh, rather the number of remaining latency frames plus one and I thought there wasn't that plus one there so without the plus one uh, yeah kind of uh, it ended up with the worker looking like it went together then it stopped for a frame and then it went back to gathering So just a quick recap, we talked about, uh, yeah, mostly the uh, SSCI tournament, torch up a little bit, and I think uh, another, uh, so feel free to add uh, anything uh, to these topics if you uh, uh, if you wish. Uh, and I think the uh, next topic should be logically the AIST tournament, uh, because that's the, well, the next uh, one after torch up. Uh, and Antiga, I think you're the best man to talk about that. Yeah, I can. I'd like to just talk about TorchUp too, though. Um, just recommend that people submit. Um, I think that they're... What's their submission deadline? I gotta go to the page here. Is it, I think it's 27th of January. So rather, rather tight. Uh, we have uh, like uh, less than a month, like three weeks to submit. Not long, and it has GPU support and um, uh, 
some really other interesting portions that are nice about it. Um, it's at the FOSDM. It's in combination with like a big um, event um, on February 1st and 2nd in Brussels, Belgium. So if you are in that area of the world, uh, you might get to meet some StarCrafty people there. I think it's in, is it the ULB? I, I can't pronounce stuff in Europe at all. So is it Solbosch? ULB Solbosch campus? I don't know. And I can't pronounce the name of the university. I just call it ULB. Uh, wait a second. Isn't that the same place where Torchup will take place? Yeah. So we have two, two tournaments at the same time or? No, no, just the results get presented there. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, I, so it's... Actually, I myself uh, planning to go there and uh, Jasul, the organizer of Torchup, said that I should cast games. So I might just do that there. Uh, so yeah, that, that seems to uh, be the place to meet up. How about you, Hannes and Johan? Johan, you're you're quite nearby, if I'm not very much mistaken. Uh, sorry, what was the question? Uh, do you plan to add, attend the FOSDEM uh, conference in Brussels? Uh, no, I have no plans to uh, take on any conferences. I will be taking part in uh, the tournaments, both of them, the Torship and AIST. At least I expect that, but well, no, I don't have any plans for conferences. Okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, do you plan to have a few beers with us uh, that happen to happen to be at the play, uh, place in Brussels? <laughs> I'm trying to trying trying to uh, work with your uh, guess your motivations to uh, going to places. Sanko just rephrases questions until he gets what he's want, what he wants. So you can feel free to ignore him. No, don't ignore me ever. So yes, uh, everyone uh, is welcome there. It's it's an open event, and I would love to see uh, many many uh, StarCraft people from the internet there. How about you, Hannes? Yeah, I would like seeing people there, but I'm not going myself, so maybe that's a little bit um, horrible by me. I don't know. Um, I'm not really a conference person, to be honest. Let's understand. I, I wouldn't go if there uh, were not the StarCraft tournament either. Alright, so um, I can talk a little bit about AIST. Um, I still need to put some of this together, but um, so registration opens on February 1st and runs through February 15th. The bot submission deadline is February uh, 28th. Uh, tournament will start around the 1st of March. Um, I do have a sponsored prize for the winner, which is pretty sweet. I should have gotten that out <laughs> prior to this cast. But at any rate, what it is, is I have an autonomous drone kit, um, which is basically includes everything that you need to make a flying drone that can fly anonymously, autonomously, um, and all you need is your laptop. That's it to plug into it. 
So it comes with the um, radio communications equipment, the batteries, the battery chargers, the drone itself, the Pixel, it uses PixHawk um, uh, controller. Um, it's basically the computer, the brains of the operation. Um, it comes with the GPS system um, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, it's worth about 500 bucks as the whole thing. Um, and that will be the first place prize for AIST season three. I don't know what second, third price will be yet, but I'll probably have something. <laughs> but uh, I do have a first place prize available for the tournament. Okay, nice. That is very cool. And, uh... and I'll take I'll take a bunch of pictures of all the stuff. I just got it, so I'll lay it all out on a table. And it's like 300 parts. <laughs> you know, obviously, it's one of these big assembly project sorts of things. So, and I'll just take a picture of every little piece that's involved in this. Um, and, you know, there's no manual that's associated with this, but this is like a professional level, like drone, autonomous drone training kit that would be given to um, uh, a university or something like that, um, is what this is. May I ask how did you come to have a sponsor and how did uh, how did that uh, happen or you don't so um, not many people know but um, actually my family owns a drone business um, which I've since moved on and I do other work outside of that now um, but I was ordering a bunch of parts for a project for them um, and um, they were looking to sponsor like a university project or something and um, not my family's business but the parts supplier and they had these kits available and they sent one of them to me so that's how I got it awesome I'm looking forward to the winner and what what will be the map pool and the tournament format all right so the map Pool is available um, on the AIST Season 3 website. But basically, it's a replica, it's the same pool as this fall's um, StarCraft Remastered ladder. So um, AIST tries to um, emulate the professional pool to as much as possible. So normally we use the previous season's professional ladder, but there were some weird things with what was going on with the professional pool at the time and so we're just using the um, the worldwide ladder pool which is very good uh, there's one map dropped out of it because you can't load it in 1.16 but other than that it's the rest of the pool it's identical um it's it's a playoff style tournament um it's not one of these, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of by odds sorts of tournaments, you literally have to take everyone else out. <laughs> so it's it's a playoff um, style setup. And it uses the um, Docker um, container and tournament controller software from Bazel. So the environment is exactly identical to uh, Bazel if you use that for testing. Sounds great. Sounds great. 
All right, uh, speaking of tournaments, uh, lastly, I'd like to share you some news about the Schnell, the StarCraft Human and AI League, which I've been working on. Uh, my plan is to uh, have a closed beta in January, and uh, I'm very close to it. Uh, currently, we have a working version, uh, but it works from the SSEIT server, and that is one of the main reasons uh, that I didn't make it public. Uh, for the uh, uninitiated, uh, this is a client that lets you play against bots uh, without setting up anything. You just pl press play and you uh, get thrown into uh, the game. Previously, there has been a drop, drop launcher, it worked, but setting it up was a pain in the butt. Uh, so, um, the client works, now I'm working on the serv uh, server part of it and looking for a, a dedicated server to rent. And when I set everything up and there is uh, authentication, bot upload and such uh, necessary things uh, in place, then we, there will be a closed beta. Uh, closed because I think, um, unfortunately, if you put something on the uh, internet for the public, public to use, it has to be, uh, it is expected to be polished and uh, like a readily available product. It doesn't matter if I say that this is a development version, a beta or anything, people will mercilessly criticize and move on. So uh, I'd like to avoid that. And uh, at this phase, uh, only a select few people have access uh, to the client and they are uh, uh, so it's, it's kind of confidential uh, and they are reporting bugs uh, diligently. I can't expect that from everyone, therefore it is not public. Also the server infrastructure thing. The second round will be the uh, closed beta uh, where uh, the regulations, so to speak, where uh, will be a little bit more lax. So you can, uh, it's still invite only. I will select or, well, the dev team will select the, the people who can join, but uh, a little bit more open-ended. And other than that, uh, I've been in talks with some people about streams uh, of Schnell. Uh, you might have seen the uh, stream with Zero. I think it uh, very, went very well. Zero is a pro gamer and the organizer of Bombastic Star League or BSL. Uh, and he uh, hosted a three hour stream uh, where he played against bots. He won almost every match, but then again, he's a programmer and he actively needed to focus to win those matches. So they were not a cakewalk. Uh, with the beta, uh, yeah, so streaming, uh, there is another stream in the works with a well-known uh, inter, uh, well-known streamer, but I'm not revealing any names because uh, you will know about it when it, happen, when it happens. So that's it. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions regarding the project. Uh, it is hard for me to talk about uh, uh, it in a podcast because, yeah, I could go on and on, but I don't know uh, what is interesting for the audience. Well, I do have a question because uh, as a bot developer, I would like to know if there, uh, if I am playing a human or uh, another bot. So uh, is there a way to detect this? Uh, to detect if you're running from snail or uh, somewhere else. 
uh, yes, there is. Uh, there is an environment file that says that um, basically it's uh, called uh, called uh, schnell.env or something like that, uh, which says uh, that yes, you are on the schnell environment. That means that you are playing a human. All, uh, also, you could just upload a human-specific version to the Schnell ladder because there uh, will be no bot versus bot matches in that ladder. Okay, I have another question because if I want uh, before Schnell goes live to the public, if I want to test if my bot works properly uh, on it, is there a way? Do I uh, need to participate in the in beta, or is there another way to do this? Currently, I'm downloading the bots from the SSCIT server, and uh, uh, the environment is pretty much the same. Uh, that that's actually a, a good point. Uh, there are very few bots that do not work currently under the Schnell environment. Um, I think they are mostly older bots. Banana Brain works perfectly. I think I will uh, I will keep a list and and uh, try to notify the bot authors. But uh, after after the launch, uh, you uh, will get a, get an interface to upload your bot to Schnell, and there will be a test pipeline, and you get a notification if your bot fails uh, fails to work. That uh, unfortunately, that's a little bit uh, hard to detect if your uh, bot works as intended. Like, uh, is it is it just uh, is it actually building uh, the buildings you want it to? But uh, we are getting there. Okay, then I have yet another question, also from a bot developer's uh, position. Uh, it is possible to store files. Uh, like learning files, and my question is: Does that work uh, on Schnell? Yes, absolutely. You have your own uh, store, uh, own folder, uh, just like in SSCIT, and uh, there will be an option to download those files. Okay. Is there also a way to detect if uh, different people are playing on the same computer? I'm going to guess it's not, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. Actually, I haven't thought about that. Uh, there will be an, a user management part of the whole, whole Schnell stuff, and uh, users have uh, have uh, GUIDs, but in the game you just see, see their usernames. So I don't think you can you can differentiate between them yeah, from a, a end user pers perspective. Uh, you, I think this might be. I don't know. I have to think about this. Currently, there is no way you just see, like uh, when you enter a StarCraft match, you just see the enemy's username. That would definitely be something I could put in the schnell.env file. Uh, schnell.env is just one file that... Uh... Oh, wait. No, you're right. You're, uh, we can probably accommodate that. So... Uh... Yeah, I will uh, put this on the list, and uh, I think we will make it happen. Do you have any idea when uh, Schnell will be available to the general public? Uh, well, I, all I can say, say is as soon as possible. I think the closed beta will uh, 
start like very soon in a few weeks then one or two months and i i uh, plan to enter uh, open beta i'm working as much as i can on this and currently i i don't have other obligations or not many um trying to trying to do in, in it in a, in a few months like two or three months uh, until op uh, until open beta yeah Uh, and I believe it will be uh, Windows only? Yes, uh, currently we can only support that. I don't... Yeah, because the game basically only runs on Windows. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, it's okay, but this, uh, it does not run in a container or anything like a Docker container or whatever. It just runs natively, I assume. Yes, it's basically a Windows desktop application looks and behaves like uh, any game launcher uh, you see nowadays. Okay, and I know I will also be uh, able to enjoy it in different languages, such as Dutch. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, we have... Uh, let me pull up the list, but we have quite a few languages uh, translated uh, already. And uh, where is my list? Sorry for the beeping. Uh, I don't know why my keys are sticky. So uh, uh, currently it's uh, Chinese, German, uh, Spanish, uh, Dutch, and Swedish. The available oh and Hungarian. The available translations and of course I'm accepting community input in this. Uh, uh, the the only. It's it's like one page of text, and uh, there will be um, only only like uh, in the final version. I expect to have like three pages of text, so it's it's like a, a half an hour work to translate it into your local language. So I think this part can be done on a volunteer basis, and I'm accepting any any kind of help in that regard oh yeah a korean translation is also in the works uh, it is not uh, done yet but i have someone for this okay i'm looking forward to the release of snail so i finally have no excuse to try to play against the bots myself because then it becomes so easy that i have to try it <laughs> yes indeed and <laughs> yeah, uh, Impy just said, what about Devswood? Yes, uh, one of my Patreon pledges is if I uh, reach a certain number of supporters, I will uh, make a Devswood edition of the Schnell, which will be a Latin translation with uh, a custom cover image. Okay, well, I certainly hope that my 30 APM is enough to beat, but can you comment on that, Antigua? Um, I would say that with 30, you're going to struggle. <laughs> the good ones, even your own bot would probably uh, cause you a lot of trouble. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I, I actually, most of the sort of top echelon of developers, they can't beat their own bots. So. And then just said that there should be tar Targaryen, but uh, he is uneducated in this matter. It's actually Valyrian, uh, uh, which is the proper language. So go read the Game of Thrones books. That's that's your homework. But <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, 
about drop launcher, uh, yes, uh, then is right. It is easy for technical folks, but for non-technical folks, it is hard. And the target audience, uh, no, then I didn't say Targaryen, I said Valyrian. So uh, that's that's a difference. There is a difference. So uh, Snail is mostly aimed uh, at non-technical folks, your average gamer, because I think the average gamer has uh, a lower techni, te <laughs> lower uh, technical skill. Sorry, I'm just uh, laughing at the chat. So yes, uh, it's still. I did not say uh, did not say the wrong thing. You wrote the wrong thing. Then it is it is not Targaryen. That's the name of the house. Valyrian is the language you're referring to. All right, <laughs> let's get back to being at least somewhat serious. Uh, yeah, uh, which nail the closing thought is uh, the feature creep is very real. Uh, for example, we uh, had a request or, or ask that, oh, can you just add uh, a functionality for observing the game? And well, we can. No. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of code that would go into that. It is technically possible, but I don't think this is the right thing for that. Yeah. Cut off. Stop the feature creep. Stop the feature creep. Release the product. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's the goal. Feature creep is for version 1.0, not version 0.004. Uh, two, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is It is very much uh, like there will be, there is one or two like larger features that are not implemented and after that no more uh, until release. I, I am painfully aware of that. Uh, but yeah, uh, time is short and code is long. Moving on to the next topic, I'd like to uh, give a sort of a shout out to uh, other communities as well, because I think uh, we are, uh, well, as any community, living in kind of a bubble and uh, there are a lot of uh, other communities, we should maybe have a little bit more overlap slash cooperation with. The obvious one being the SCTO community. And I've been contacted uh, by one of the members about the AIarena.net uh, or is it com? I don't know, uh, uh, which is a SC2 ladder. I thought I would just, uh, I would just mention that. Don't worry, uh, the undermine will remain <laughs> brood war AI podcast for the foreseeable uh, future. Yeah, it's AI-arena.net. Uh, so if you are interested in SC2, then check it out. Uh, and and yes, uh, I've been looking at some SC2 stuff. Um, there, there are uh, value to be had there. Um, and the other community I had uh, some contact with is the modding community, which is uh, still something that exists. Uh, it, I thought it, it basically died out a few uh, years ago. But apparently people uh, still make custom maps and campaigns for Brood War. And uh, these people have uh, in-depth knowledge about some of the game parts. For example, I tried to uh, try to uh, decipher the iScript files of the game and uh, the modding community uh, had some uh, good helping resources for me. So yeah, uh, there is a, uh, there is a uh, place that you can go to.
and uh, in the chat Impy said that uh, you should probably add difficulties to bots. Uh, I kind of have a plan for that. The bots will have a rating and you can you can just look that up and uh, you can you can uh, choose your uh, enemy. But that's not really a priority and I need to think about it because uh, if you just display the rating uh, it is it is kind of easy to game the system with bots. Also something uh, which could be possible I guess is adding a of course for later we don't want to do this right now, but maybe boss could have their own settings in launcher. Like, maybe you could like force it to choose one of the bills instead of, uh, or some kind of setting override instead of them deciding it on the, by themselves. Um, yeah, another long-term plan is to be able to uh, play against a specific bot using a specific build uh, on uh, etc. But uh, that is that is not uh, that is after uh, after release. So uh, with the uh, rating, the pro uh, following is the problem: we have we only have bot versus bot scores. These are not the same uh, that uh, uh, you have against humans. Uh, you can take that as a baseline, but uh, well, it might might or might not be correct. And if you do that, then uh, to evaluate, uh, if you don't do that, to evaluate the bots, you have to uh, assign a, some kind of score to the humans as well. But if you assign, uh, but how do you do that uh, if you only have a bot versus human place? Uh, so it's it's kind of a chicken and egg problem. Dan brought up a good point in the chat. I'm not sure that it matters um, that the scores are super precise, just so that humans have an idea of roughly kind of how difficult the different ones are, you know, from pretty easy to really hard. Um, probably plenty fine. Um, even if the scores are really rough, that's okay. Um, yeah, in principle, I agree. But uh, any kind of system you put out for the public, they will try to game it. That's my approach. <laughs> Uh, so I've been thinking about this. I actually uh, uh, wrote a little bit of article about that and I'm trying to find my exact words here. But the point is, I think uh, ELO is a good, uh, good uh, rating system in itself. Uh, and you could uh, you could just um, have a, an ELO rating for humans and bots as well. But the problem is you can game that system by by seal clubbing, uh, playing the weaker bots over and over and over again, boosting your rating, then beating a top bot. So uh, that's not really good. So I think uh, it should work in a following uh, in a following fashion. If you're playing a game for ratings then it should be against a random bot. So you can't, can't that easily game the system. And you uh, humans will uh, should have an ELO rating as well, 
although I'm not sure I would display that in the UI. If you don't see your ELO score, then there is less incentive to game it. I think there's not much reason to reinvent the wheel. Just use like uh, SC remasters or replica of their system or IC cups and don't worry about it because people are familiar with that anyway. Um, if the bot has an ELO score or like a letter rating you know, A through D or whatever, and the humans do too, that's just plenty common. I do think that generally when humans get to be get more experience playing bots, if you really want to do an honest ladder, um, you'll um, want an environment where there's a form of matchmaking. So the best humans, you know, that really they, when they join like the queue or whatever, it puts them against a better bot and they can't just see a club below or once for points that don't count. Um, so, or it might just show them the number of points that they get for win, the number of points that they get for loss, just like it would with ELO with the different bots based on the bots rating or something. Anyway, it is a concern for the future. Uh, we definitely don't need this to launch. No, you don't even need to have any kind of rating system for launch other than, you know, if you want to see the, if you want to see um, how good, well, the, how good the bots are compared to each other, here, click this link and it takes you and you look at Basil. <laughs> That's good. Don't oh, yeah. Anything else. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I will definitely add uh, some kind of info, info pages to tie, tie into the community um, to links that, oh, if you, uh, by the way, if you want to learn more about the bots, then just go here. For people who are listening that might be interested, I would say that a bot that is strong versus other bots is not doesn't that uh, systems don't necessarily tie up on how strong they are against other people. A bot like uh, Andrew Smith is surprisingly well balanced versus humans, even though its basal rating may not reflect that. And a bot like uh, Thomas Vaja may have a surprisingly high rating and be surprisingly weak versus humans. Um, it is interesting. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily take them as crossovers, but they are, the rating, the bot ratings do generally reflect, of course, an increase in ability, uh, but we really sit down and play the individual ones and start to realize that um, some of the bots that are ranked 20 places down in bot world are really kind of in that upper tier and ones that are rated in that upper tier maybe don't belong there versus humans um so yeah, you'll see that sort of stuff mm, oh yeah uh well can't really uh add anything else to that topic um i will post updates as i always did and and i hope to launch really soon uh actually these are all the stuff i planned for today for discussion uh, anything else any topics that you want to bring up maybe i'll take that as a no so I think it is time to wrap up 
and uh, thank you very much everyone for being here and i hope to have a <laughs> yeah impi uh, would like a rich quick counter yes uh, i can't make any promises about that so uh, thank uh, thanks for being here uh, you, uh, it has been a pleasure and i hope hope to have you uh, in the future as well uh, i'm ending the stream in a minute and goodbye okay take care everyone everybody good luck at ssc ait we'll see who wins here in a little bit yeah good luck everyone and thanks for having me even though i'm late yes thanks for having me thank you very much for listening if you did so on youtube please throw us a like and maybe a subscribe if you want to support the show go to patreon.com mcdt shout out to my patrons so far plus Nielsen and James Schubeck. Thanks again and goodbye.